Thank you for listening, and we hope this message will strengthen and help you in your walk with God. Well, let's open our Bibles up, and we're going to go back to Acts 2. There is so much in this. Wow, I won't preach long. I didn't realize. Okay, I'll preach quick. Acts 2, verse 1. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men, out of every nation under heaven. So here they are at the day of Pentecost. You know, I believe we're going to have more Pentecost. I believe we're going to have more outpourings of the Spirit of God that is going to hit our cities, going to hit our communities, you know, that are going to change lives. You know, things are already moving in the Spirit. There's already outbreaks of the Holy Ghost and where the presence of God is and where, the, where God is moving. But I just believe that we're going up another level, another two levels, that we're going up higher. We're going into those places where God is going to take ground. We are taking back literally what the enemy has tried to strip away from people. And we're going in there, and that's exactly what's going on here. There were, there were these devout men. A lot of religion was there because they were there for Pentecost. They were there to bring in their first fruits. They were there to honor the day that they had great deliverance. They didn't realize 10 days before that when Jesus went to heaven, that was a great day of deliverance. But here they are, you know, the, the disciples. I shared a little bit of this last week. They were in the upper room. The 120 were in the upper room seeking and going after God. You know, they also did a few other things in there. They voted on somebody to come in. You know, sometimes they just were looking for things to do, but they were being obedient. They were in the upper room, and they were seeking God. And suddenly, the Holy Ghost fell, something they had never experienced before, something they didn't know before, and they, there was a response to the Holy Ghost. There was a response when the presence of God came upon them. You know, and I, I believe God, I'm believing for a film of that. I think that would be so cool to just see what literally happened in the upper room when people looked around and they had the fire of God on them. You know, you, there, there were different reactions in there. They didn't all react the same. They didn't all look the same. But they were in that place that God was working in them. God was changing them. God was doing something because they got into the presence of God. They were going after God. And they were being changed. Not only did the fire of God come upon them, but I believe intimidation was disappearing because these disciples went out into the streets and they were not intimidated. They were moving with God. They weren't backing off. They got in that place. They didn't care if they had religion on them. They didn't care what they looked like. They didn't care what they sounded like. They went into the crowd of people. And, you know, when you go to Israel and you're in the city of, 
of Jerusalem, there are a lot of narrow streets and narrow places in there. So if you've got crowds of people and then you've got these people that are full of the Holy Ghost, full of the power of God, and the scripture says that as they're speaking in tongues, they're speaking in language, a different language. And so you would love to hear the conversation that was going on because it says that they were talking about the wonderful works of God. What were they talking about? Wouldn't you like to know what they were saying in other tongues and what people were hearing and what they were seeing? Because they were, just, they were talking about the glory of God. They were talking about the presence of God. They were talking about the creation of God, the wonderful works of God, all the great things that God had done. And here they are in a crowd of Jews, that should know this and should be on fire for God and should be in that place that, oh, I want what you have. But these Jews, you know, they looked around trying to figure it out. I'm telling you, that's where the world is right now. They're trying to figure us out, especially us Holy Ghost people that are on fire in that place that we're bold in the Lord and we're speaking the word and they don't understand the wonderful works of God. But you know what? Peter got up there, and he went to the Word. And when he went to the Word, he, de he declared that this is that, what was spoken by the prophet Joel. Go to the Word. If you want to know what's going on, go to the Word, because it's already written. There wasn't anything really new here. They didn't understand it. They didn't totally know what was going on, just like the world out there. They don't understand. But you and I can go to the Word of God. We can stand on the Word of God because that's what Peter did. He says, I'm letting you know that it is already prophesied. It's already been declared that the Spirit of God is going to pour out on all flesh and the sons and the daughters are prophesying. And what you're hearing in the streets right now is that prophetic word coming to pass that you're hearing the sons and the daughters of God, you're hearing them prophesy. You're hearing them proclaim the word of God. You're not hearing them back off, but they're speaking 120 going through the streets of Jerusalem proclaiming the word of God. 120 people full of the boldness, full of the fire, full of the glory of God talking about the wonderful works of God and what takes place. We know 3,000 souls get saved. They didn't get saved just because of what Peter said. Said, but people were involved. People got involved and they weren't ashamed. They weren't ashamed of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Sometimes we're ashamed of the Holy Ghost. Sometimes we're ashamed of the presence of God. Sometimes people don't like to bring people to this church because you don't know what might happen. You know that you know what that tells you? You need to look at yourself. Because if the Holy Ghost wants to demonstrate, who are we to tell him he can't demonstrate? Who are we to say, uh, don't do that, Holy Ghost. I've got my cousin here with me today. I've got my mom and dad here with me today. Don't, don't do that. Don't demonstrate. Just, you know, let's have a nice, quiet sermon today. On the day of Pentecost, they were not having a nice, quiet sermon. They weren't being calm. They weren't keeping their mouths shut. They were out there, and I don't think they even realized they were speaking in a foreign language.
they didn't know this language that they were speaking was speaking to people in their language. They were so excited and on fire for the things of God that they totally weren't intimidated. They moved out of themselves and they moved into God and they let God do whatever God wanted to do. Oh, the day is coming to the church of the living God where we're going to let God do whatever God wants to do. And that we're not going to hold it back and we're not going to be ashamed and we're not going to zip our lips. We're just going to go, God, go for it. You know, we say a lot of times, God, use me. God, use me. But only use me in this way. Amen? But we have to come into that place that we are consumed with the Holy Ghost and with the fire of God, where we are in that place that we are saying, God, it's not about me. It's about we we make statements that sound real good. And sometimes all they are are religion. All they are is to make us feel good that we sound good. But we have to step into that place that we believe, listen, we are baptized in the Holy Ghost. We are baptized in the fire of God. We do carry that. We just need to let it loose and let it go and not be ashamed of who we are. I'm telling you, Christians are way too intimidated in this hour. God's about to change that. God is about to change that. Amen. He is, he is moving, and there the floodgates of heaven are, are going to be opened. And when they open up, he is going to pour out his spirit again on all flesh. And it, it, we have got to be in that place that we are not religion and pious and say, I've already got that, but be in that place that God poured out on me, change me, use me. And mean it, that no matter what you say, God, I want to step out in that. We have no idea what happened on the streets of Jerusalem. All we have is a few little paragraphs of something that took place. But you have to understand, when the power of God comes, when the Holy Ghost comes, and, and he is filling you with the power, he is filling you with his spirit, he's poured out, God has poured out his heart, and put his heart in you, and if you release that, God's going to demonstrate. God's going to do things. He's a demonstrator. He's just show me God. So you think about these streets. You think about the crowd. You think, now think, what are they filled with? The glory. The presence of God. God's not a silent God. They're filled with the presence of God. And it's exploding on the inside of them. It shifted them. It changed them. It got off the cares of what anybody thought. These people had been in fear. They'd been in hiding. They they didn't know what was happening. But something changed. And so God gives us the Holy Ghost on purpose for us to be demonstrators, for us to be in that place that we are bold and we're not putting it off on somebody else to do, but we are volunteers in the army of God and we are saying, God, use me in this hour. Amen? Amen. I know I've been preaching on this a lot because I want us so stirred up 
that we are so ready that when a move of God comes and the presence of God, we're, we're getting, uh, uh, what do I want to call it? We're getting uh, small doses, maybe I'll put it that way, of the presence of God. But we are about to experience an outpouring yes, Lord. in our nation. Yes, are you ready for it? Yes, Lord. Are you ready for it? We're crying out for it. But are we ready for it? So we have to get our hearts in that place that we are ready for the outpouring of the Spirit of God. What if he came and we did nothing for 45 minutes, an hour, an hour and a half, and just stood in his presence? Could you handle that? Sometimes it makes you a little bit nervous if you're just there 20 minutes and it's silent. What's going on? Got your eyes closed and then you open one to see is anybody else? What are they doing? Just being real. And it's really learning you and I to enjoy the presence when he comes in. And now try to figure it out. Enjoy when that peace comes in. Enjoy when God comes to change us. When he visits us. Because there is coming an outpouring. There is coming a spirit of God, the spirit of God in such a way that we're going to turn our nation upside down, or maybe right side up. Yes, yes, yes. We're going to change cities. It's already prophesied. And all we have is a few chapters or even just a few scriptures of that day. But it lasted for a while. And Smith Wiggersworth said, this last outpouring will not ebb. It will not end. But God's people have to be ready for it. We have to be in that place that we are hungry and we're going to say, God, whatever you want to do. God, I'm open. We can sing it but we really have to shift because so many times what happens, and I shared it earlier, we get so many concerns, they go above God. Sometimes when we come to church, it takes forever just to get the concerns and the cares of the day and what you're believing God for to get it all right side up. That's one of the reasons we come to church is gather together and get our thinking straight again. <laughs> get our thinking in that place that we can go back out into the world and not get crazy. But there's coming an outpouring. And we have to be ready for it. And I don't know what it's going to look like. I'd love to know what this day looked like. I'd love to know what the upper room looked like. Aren't you curious what it really looked like? What those people really did? Because they, the scripture says, they saw the fire. They described it. I mean, it'd be just like sitting here and you're having a conversation or maybe you're quietly praying and the power of God comes in and you turn and you look at the person next to me and going, what is that? That, you look like fire 
You look like fire. You are burning. Does do you feel? Ah, I'm burning. I'm burning. I'm burning. Come on, let's be real. This is what God is going to bring into us. And I don't know what it looks like. But they had to go a little crazy that day. I don't think they were silently saying, sitting there saying, "Mm, you're on fire. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Huh. They were burning. Come on. It was affecting them. It was working. I remember the first time I ever felt the fire of God and Rodney Howard Brown was in that revival. And that fire, I felt like I was burning on the inside. And I began to shake. I was like, whoa, what is this? What's the fire of God? It came on me. And I have to admit, I wasn't quiet. It affected me. I'm telling you, there was a noise that came out of me. I thought, whoa. (laughs) So I'm telling you that to let you know that was not quiet in that room. You don't walk out into a whole, I don't know how many people, tens of thousands of people that were there from every nation around. The Jews came in from all the way around that whole Middle East. They came in for a purpose, and they didn't know they were coming to meet the Holy Ghost. And those people were burning when they went out. They were on fire when they went out. It changed them. So we have to get ourselves in that place, not expecting what we think in our natural head, what revival's going to be, what a move of God's going to be, we have to get out of that and say, just do whatever you want to do. We also have to get out of ourselves thinking, well, what if I did holler? Well, what if you did? It might slap some religion out of some people. which probably needs to be done. You know, the reason it would bother us is because people would look at you. I mean, I saw strange things in revival. I saw some very strange things. It might scare some of you. I didn't say I did it. (laughs) I just said I saw it. I remember when I was down at Brownsville and went to the Brownsville revival with Rodney, with uh, John Kilpatrick. Strange things. But the presence of God was so strong. You walked in there and you got your life right. It was so heavy. Never experienced anything as strong. Rodney Howard Brown was awesome. I mean, there was some major presence of God. But the Brownsville revival, it was thick. 
with the presence of God. And when you see bodies on the parking lot, something's going on. Laid out people, laid out everywhere. Then there were some weird things. It made your head tilt. They did this thing. And many, many people, I thought, Lord, don't put that on me, please. And I, I think they called it the chicken. I, I'm telling you, they did. There would be people. And they did this weird something like that. I can't even do it. I just can't even do it. I, I wasn't able to process that in my brain. I'm not saying it was wrong. People were affected. I watched a girl I knew get affected that way. She said, make it stop. <laughs> I can't make it stop. I don't know what it is. <laughs> you know? I'm just telling you, you can't judge anything. We don't know what happened on the day of Pentecost. We don't know what those people were doing. We have sometimes, I think we have a preconceived idea that they just went around and they went up to somebody and went, and they understood it. <laughs> Come on. Is that about as brainy as we can get? We don't know what that looked like. We don't know what it sounded like. But there was a sound and they heard it and they were drawn to it. We have no idea if people got delivered and set free. I believe they did. Because you have to understand when 120 people are full, listen, they were full, on fire of the Holy Ghost, the power of God was on them, it is going to affect the atmosphere. The atmosphere is going to be changed. That's what was going on. When the 120 people left the upper room, they took with them the presence of God, the glory of God. They were carriers of the glory, and it affected everything around them. That's pretty powerful. That's what happens when believers come together. You know, if we come together and the, and the Holy Ghost comes and fills the house, it's going to change the atmosphere. And it doesn't matter how far we are from the city, it will reach it. Because it's the glory, it's the presence, there's no limits on God. There's no limits with the presence of God. I just want to stir your thinking up and let us get out of the box of our preconceived ideas and our preconceived ways of doing things. I don't know what this move of God is going to look like. I've seen some, but that doesn't mean this one's going to look like that. And it doesn't mean it's going to look exactly like the one on the day of Pentecost. But it'll be God, and we got to be open to it. Amen? Amen. It'll be God, and we got to open our hearts up and not keep them in a box. I think that's why God does some of the things he does to get us out of the box and get us out of our head. 
get our expectancy in another place. Get our mind off of us and on to God. Thank you for listening today. We believe God's Word is what will sustain us in any situation in our lives. For more information, please visit us at familywc.org or you can download the app. Look for us as FWC Como. Until the next time, remember, you are God's best.